Welcome to Far North Toker. This is episode 116, December 2nd, 2018, with your host, Nick Toker. Thank you all for listening. This show is so long in the coming. Tina Smith, cannabis influencer, cannabis advocate, here on Far North Tokers today. Mmm! So excited. She has a YouTube show, Through the Looking Glass, by Midnight Greenery, covers all policy regulations, one of the leading charges in on-site consumption right now. Got a lot to thank, Miss Smith. Thank you, Tina, for doing what you do, sharing a message, providing content for people to enjoy, sit back, hear a perspective of cannabis. So happy to have you. It's been a great ride sharing the story of cannabis. Tina Smith. Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway, between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're gonna love this place. Convenient access right off the highway. Special in-house strains, fine flower strains, chocolate, sourdough, blue kush, big smooth, purple OG kush, fruity pebbles, mmm, concentrates, by good cannabis, good titrations, Edibles by AK Frost and the Good Cannabis Gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, noon till 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis. Your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Welcome, Tina Smith. One of, honestly, if not the top cannabis influencer in the state of Alaska as we go through from the beginning. Welcome to Far North Tokers, Tina. Thank you for having me. I love how you describe it. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's so it's I've been watching you for so long. I the first do you remember the first time we met? We've talked about it. Do you remember when we met? Um I don't remember when I mean I know we met in Fairbanks and had dinner. When was the first time we actually met met? We met at the summer 2015 Midnight mm-hmm. Greenery. I believe it was Midnight Greenery hosted by Midnight, yep. Midnight Greenery uh, up in Fairbanks. It was kind of one of the first uh, cannabis control board meetings, AMCO meetings going on. And uh, we met there. And I think the first time I met you, you handed me a clipboard and had me sign a um, non-disclosure form. Yep. And that was you were all business. <laughs> a lot of other things going on there, but that's what I remember about you the first time I saw you. Yeah, um, that's that's me when I've got to uh, get the business part down, and then I can have fun after that. Yeah, there seem to be a lot of people uh, not too concerned about um, keeping things business that night necessarily. Every, everyone was there having a good time, business too, but everyone was having a good time. Right. And you were you were there making sure things were being signed. It's good. It's a good day. So then, let's just step back. So, what was it like growing up in the Smith House? 
Well, um, growing up, it wasn't the Smith house. Growing up, it was the Ganji house. That was my maiden name. Um, Makes sense. Ganji, huh? Wow, Ganji. Ganji. Where's that name come from? I love names. So where's Ganji? I'm Sicilian. Whoa. Ganji's a Sicilian name. I shall be careful how I talk to you. (laughs) No, I'm good. I got all that under control. I'm not one of those Sicilians. (laughs) Good to know. But now, growing up in the um, Smith house, um, I don't know, you'd have to ask my children about that one, but it was pretty, um, I was very much involved in the children's lives. My outside of the home career didn't start until... Well, hold on, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's go back to the Ganji house. Unless you want okay. to talk about the Ganji house. What was, where, did you grow up in Alaska or outside of Alaska? I grew up in Washington until I was 12 years old, and then I moved up here. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, well, Washington's a similar similar culture. Gets to be better as you move north and west, right? Right. Yeah, I lived in a tiny little town in Shelton, named Shelton in um, Washington. And it was 30 miles or so outside of uh, Olympia. So it was a tiny, itty-bitty little town. And I went to um, school all through elementary and junior high was one school. So it was, you know, one of those small town situations. And then we moved up here and it was like, so a lot of people think that moving up to Alaska, they're moving to a, you know, a smaller situation. Well, I went from a small town to what I considered a big city in Anchorage. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon here in Alaska though. Right. Did cannabis cross your timeline in Washington at all before you came to Alaska? (laughs) That's kind of a funny story. Um, my dad, I remember him growing one plant when I was about, I want to say, uh, eight. I just remember the issues around it. My mom not being so hyped about it because it was illegal. And um, so mom accidentally killed the plant. Oh. <laughs> but other than that, other than that, no, cannabis didn't um, enter my life until after I moved to Alaska. So your your dad consumed, but mom didn't, or both consumed, and mom's just concerned about growing, or how? What was that about? I've never, I had never seen my dad consume until we moved to Alaska, until I was actually an adult. So all I know was he loved the pretty plant. <laughs> nice, and that's at eight years old, remembering the conversation about him growing, and that's that would be a very similar conversation that would happen in this house right here today. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very much. So why did you why did your family move to Alaska? Work, jobs? Just um, get out of opportunities. Washington. Yeah. Opportunities and uh, that one's a really deep conversation. We uh were having to need we were needing a change of scenery. <laughs> no, that's 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 the uh the call of Alaska for a lot of people, isn't it? For me particularly mm. definitely too. Most definitely. It's definitely a change. Did you just light a J? I did. <laughs> nice. Is that your is that your favorite way of consuming? Depends on the moment. I don't really. I don't know. I think my favorite way of consuming is, yeah, either a J or a good pipe. Hmm. I love a bong too. <laughs> you have your favorite pipe, then, huh? I do. Well, actually, I don't. It just depends. Oh, it depends nice. on the situation and what I am wanting and if I'm on the go, if I'm sitting at home, if I'm at my desk, if you know, those kind of things at all. It's all when uh situation. Different tools for different needs, right? Most definitely. So when did uh when did cannabis f- 
first crossed your lips? Were you underage? Were you under 18? I was. Okay, what, what happened? First time, um, it, I was still actually living in Washington, and I had wait gone a minute. So, to... Wait, this is 12, before 12 then, right? Yes. Okay. Um, it was actually when I was 12. It was when I first turned 12, and I uh, was at my aunt's wedding um, at her house getting ready for her wedding, and her uh, daughter introduced me to it. My aunt has always been an advocate and a consumer, and her daughter... Um, Got into her stash, and we are celebrating the wedding. <laughs> so you weren't even, were you, I guess you weren't afraid of it at all then, just being at the, just jumped right in? Yep. She rolled a joint lovely. or a pipe? Um, it was my cousin. She'd rolled a joint. Mm. And it was, you know, I think I hit it maybe once or twice, coughed my head off, and I wasn't scared of it, though. But I didn't revisit it until I was... Oh, I was an adult. Wow. Oh, a long, yeah. long stretch. Yeah. Why? Job, being a mom? Being a mom, just it wasn't on my radar. And I, when I look back on it now, I feel like the medical establishments had just lied. It would sure. have been such a much better option than the road that I ended up taking. <clears throat> so prior to two, 2014, ballot measure two, you're just, you're just participating in trading trading time with people for cannabis right yeah and so you weren't growing i see you just started growing recently i did i just started growing my very first plant we popped a seed and it's doing beautiful <laughs> i'm in love i am such a novice grower mm -hmm. i do my outside things wife does not appreciate the smell in the house if i try to do it in the winter here but just going out and sitting with them every day. It, oh. I know we're, I'm not talking to anyone that doesn't know any different, but if you have not grown, just to see life go every day. And then when you get to consume that, what you've created, whew. Oh, yeah. Beautiful experience. I, I did not know. I mean, and she's just a baby still. She's, I mean, not even a month old. And I, I talk it like it's a human, but. Um, no, it's life. I Yeah, it's watching from the very first leaves that popped up to each time a new one comes out and unfurls. It's I've gotten so many pictures. You'd think that it was a newborn baby. It's ridiculous, but I am so in love. Yes. The, uh, the phone is filled with pictures of pot, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it's great because I can make some great graphics with it too. So oh, yay. Right, it's fun. <laughs> I used to think some people would tell me that, um, uh, like they had roommates that was that were picking buds off their plant and I'm just how can you tell that it's gone but after growing you know where every single bud on that plant is don't you oh yeah you know every leaf I don't know is. I haven't all right you will I was say I haven't gotten to flower stage yet but <laughs> I know her leaves really well <laughs> I know she'll get more The North Bowl Refinery is here to provide Alaska with the finest quality CBD product available on the market today. This includes Select CBD, Lenative by Montel Williams, Lazarus Naturals, Hot Mess Cushmetics, and constantly testing new products. The North Bowl Refinery is a distributor to these fine locations. Smoking Deals in Fairbanks and Kenai, Nature's Relief, Gabco, Denali's Cannabis Cash, Uncle Herbs in Homer and Anchorage, The Frost Farm, and on Facebook with more locations coming soon. The North Bowl Refinery, quality CBD in Alaska.
there certain music you listen to? Um, while growing or just period? No, just, just, uh, I, I guess I'm thinking more of while you're consuming, but is music part of your life? Do you, are you a musician? Do you, do you listen to music all the time or you listen to talk or what I, kind of you listen to the background? I don't, I don't play anymore when I was, ki- when I was a kid, I was in band, but now it's mostly, I listen to a lot of music and I sing at the top of my lungs. Not well, but it's there. <laughs> I'm yeah. always listening to music. There's, um dedicated speakers in my office area just so that I have something to listen to. So what did you listen to today? Let's see. Today I haven't gotten anything up and cued, but yesterday I was listening to a lot of pink. I I like female vocals. I also love yeah. things like 21 um 21 Pilot. I have teenagers, dude, so I've got a lot of like new up to you know up to date music that I'm introduced to constantly. So that's Right, it's the back and forth music. trying to influence them hardcore on the old rock, and they're just bringing in the pop, bringing in the pop. Come on, let's right? listen to some Led Zeppelin or something. But it's good. <laughs> right? I challenge them all the time. Uh, they, they know if they hear Billy Joel come on, they know who Billy Joel is, which is a good feeling. Or Elton John. I love that they know those two people's sounds. Yeah, absolutely. My husband took me to a light show at the museum for our anniversary this summer, and we went to a Led Zeppelin light show. Cool. It was phenomenal. It was in their atria or their um, where they do the. My brain went just completely blank. Yeah, the planetarium, wow. and it was it was phenomenal. If you get a chance, you're in Anchorage. Yeah, put that on your list of to dos. Favorite this stream is not stainless. Right. Oh, okay. So it's it's very well known that my favorite all time strain is Bruce Banner three, and it's Ooh. three. I mean, Bruce Banner's good. I love all the banners, but the number three, Bruce Banner number three. It's got it takes care of the pain. It keeps me motivated. I can actually stay focused to get shit done. It's the all around my most favorite strain. But there's been some new ones that have been introduced recently, like this Alien XE that I've been smoking on from Darwin's Dream. It's phenomenal. It's got the really good pain properties. I mean, it's not great for learning, for bringing in new information and retaining it, but it's great for when I need some type of inspiration, um, when I need to be creative, or when I just want to sing and I don't want to worry about how, like, if my voice cracks, because... You know, we do that, and it's—I'm in love. So that's my. Some strains really bring on music. They, they definitely do for me. I just can't help but pick up a guitar and just start playing with it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And singing too. I love to sing. Singing's very fun. Yeah. It just—it makes me feel good. Bruce Banner. Yeah, I don't that's, do a, it. that's a good one for pain. I that a lot of people that I talk to like that one, but you're taking it up a notch with number three. That's going a. A little, I'm starting to understand all of the phenotypes, not understand them, but mm. just even understand what they are, knowing that mm. they exist. You don't even see them much like a number next to a strain name. It's good to... No, you don't. It's good to... And that, I mean, that's the beautiful... Is that what you're growing? Are you growing Bruce Banner 3? No, I'm not. I've, and I've heard that it's a real pain in the ass to, to grow. Right uh-huh. now, I'm growing some Alien XE. My oh, second favorite. One. Right. Yeah. I had some alien cream the a couple weeks ago that was oh, really good. That alien side, whatever that yeah. is. Well, the alien XC is the um, alien, uh, and then the Blackwater 
Mm. So they're the alien and then the black water. So the alien cough and then the black water mixed together. Oh, I can see that. So it's, it's beautiful. It's a lovely pairing. Mm, sounds, I, I, I just love knowing what I'm consuming. Love it. Right. It used to be just a bag, you know, go get it, get a bag, get a bag of pot. Never, rarely even had a choice of what I was getting, like whether this bag or this bag, but oh, I'm just loving that. I didn't even know that there was such a difference between strains until, amazingly enough, until we had this wonderful thing happen in 2014. That's when all of this information just kind of just, wow, overload. Yes. Agreed. But it's amazing. Love it. There's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. And I shall be the student. And that's I, me. Right. <laughs> Dab Lab AK. Winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's Best Glass Shop. And there's no doubt as to why. High-quality, American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting at competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm going to let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410. College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red Lyrical Sticker. As 2014 approaches, and, and there's this notion that Wow, it it might be on the ballot again. You know, we had that early 2000, what, 2002, 2003, mm-hmm. where it was on the ballot and failed close, but there were reparations and all kinds of craziness associated in there. Mm-hmm. But 2014, we've got 10 years have passed. I'm thinking this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. When do you start feeling you are going to be involved because you had you had ideas of like midnight greenery was a retail right yeah so, so yeah, this when did is that a, happen do you want me to go from the very beginning of sure. the whole thing of yes. cannabis popped in my eyes yes i love the okay. inspiration moment the creativity so what had happened was <laughs> my husband and i my husband's military and he's um active duty guard so that means that he's active still and has all the the lockdowns that everyone else in the military has so he and i were talking when it just we were like two days before we were going to go vote and i was like man if this passes this is a huge opportunity for some people this is going to be this is going to blow up this is just going to blow up two days before the vote is the first time it was vocalized between you and your husband yeah Awesome. And okay. then, so we were just chatting about it right. and it was, it was kind of one of those things that, yeah, you know, people are going to make bank on this. And, and not only that, but it's a great opportunity. And he was like, yeah, it is. And I, I didn't think anything of it. I'd been a stay at home mom for, you know, oh God, almost 20 years at this point. And, you know, I'd had odd jobs here and there and done management with family restaurants and things like that. But it wasn't anything where I was, <laughs> yeah, let's start a business. 
Then my daughter, my oldest daughter came to me and said that she had gotten some news that she may have uterine cancer. And I had just watched my father die um, the year before from non-alcoholic nodular cirrhosis, which is a long, slow, you know, it's, it's a quick, slow process. I don't know how else mm. to put that. Um, but we, he, we were his caregivers and my sister was his caregivers. So watching that, I couldn't, I couldn't get behind just <laughs> not being able to do anything. So I went into research mode, which is one of my um, strengths. And I kept, you know, popping up for cancer was cannabis and, and weed and, and pot for, you know, doing all this kept over and over and over again. And I just kept thinking, okay, I really need to look into this. And I started to look into it. And the more I looked into it for her, the more things started to click for me. And because I have, I have PTSD that I was diagnosed with when I was 25. And then I've had over 12 skeletal surgeries and other surgeries on top of it. So I'm one big mass of um, when it comes to the, the body and pain and issues with it. So the more I kept looking and researching, the more that it became, I was getting angry. I was getting so angry because for 20 years I'd been on opioids. And at this point, I mean, with 12 skeletons and they're major surgeries, like I have a knee replacement, a fusion in my back, and the knee replacement came after nine reconstructive surgeries to try and fix it. So it was a lot of freaking pill popping happening up in this, in this joint. And it really started to affect my life. I wasn't getting out of bed anymore. I wasn't being that very active mom that I'd always been. And more and more, it was making my life very ugly. And I'm looking in all this, so I kept getting angry and angrier. Like, why have I never been introduced to any of this? Why have my doctors, my caregivers, the people who are supposed to have my best interest at heart, not mentioning that there's another opportunity, you know, there's another avenue that can take care of these issues like my non, my, my sleep, my anxiety, my pain, all of these things can be treated with this one plant. And no one's told me about this. Instead, I'm a seeker. And now I'm a, you know, I'm actually addicted to can uh, to um, opioids. They didn't know I, either. They were duped as well. I, was, I know that now, but I was so angry. And is this so pre 2014 or is this post? This, this post. after you vote. Okay. So that you've already voted. It hasn't. I've already voted and this is already going, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, it had passed and I'd started to do the research like maybe a week after it had passed. Then I started to really do more research on how can I get involved? How can I learn more? in the right now people, I need people to talk to. I need people that know stuff about this so that I can get more information. And that's when I reached out to, and Midnight Greenery, I did not start Midnight Greenery. Midnight Greenery had started three months before I came on board. And um, that was with uh, Sarah Williams, Keenan Williams, and it had, let's see, Adam and Cassandra, and then there was another Sarah who was involved, and it was a group of people who were doing classes. All, and all stars were, of the cannabis movement. Yeah, and so regardless of had, where they went from that point, but all right. major players in what was happening. Yes, 
Absolutely. So um, I, they were doing a cooking class. They were doing a class, not a cooking class, but a class on edibles and how to, you know, what edibles were and how they were different. And I mean, I'd had a brownie or two um, homemade in the years. It was very different, vastly different back then. I needed information and I wanted to be involved because I wanted, if I didn't know about it, there's a shit ton of other people out there that don't know about it. And they're dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with. How can I get the news to them? So that's when I decided I needed to be involved. And it started out with me just helping out with some classes that they were putting together, just, you know, uh, like handing out pamphlets and then just rolled from there. And I got more and more involved. I started out as the um, community resources director and um, we did a, let's see, we did a festival there that there was so much craziness that went on with that. Um, but we ended up making it happen and we put on a music festival that went all day from 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night out at the uh, train or the transportation museum in Wasilla. Nice. And that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. But that was when it was that day of that successful thing i mean it wasn't huge there wasn't a whole lot of people there but it went flawlessly and the people that were there had an amazing time and we had vendors and i think there were maybe seven vendors that came so it was very with (laughs) we were going to have it where it was going to be a consumption it was going to be this big wonderful thing we had a lot of people who were interested in coming and then um cynthia franklin uh decided to um get involved and that was my first um, involvement mm-hmm. with Cynthia Franklin. Wow, you mentioned her name, and I just perked right up. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Um, so when is we this? Were... This is like this is after the meetings had started, this, like summer of 2015. What when is this? So this was right before the very first meeting in Fairbanks. Oh. Um, in because the first meeting in Fairbanks was the very first MCB meeting. And that was in, I want to say June, June or July. I know it was in the summertime, mm-hmm. um, but she had, cause our, the club that was going to be hosting the festival was at the bottom. It was at the bottom floor of one of the resorts out here that happened to have a liquor license, but we had, it, it was a completely different entrance. Everything was locked down. We were renting space and that, how did she contact you? She didn't contact us. She contacted the owner of oh. and it, the owner of the building and um, threatened their liquor license. Now, I personally and MG personally, we were not actively part of the management of that uh, club, but I spent a lot of time in there and did a lot of help in there. Um, and it was a beautiful place to go it was an amazing place but that got shut down so that's why we had to move the festival over and then we went directly to the the mcb meeting and that very first meeting was the very first time i did any public comment or anything having to do with on-site consumption way back then (laughs) how long did it how, how long did midnight greenery go you guys planning on being one of the first to open Mm-hmm. One of your business models was kind of to to attach yourself with cultivators that would be mm-hmm. supplying a, a steady 
strain and you guys were going to be going. What happened with that? Was it <laughs> was it internal explosions first or real estate or it seems like you had real estate or what was going on? Whew. Well, this will be the first time I actually tell this story. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, wow. At this point, um, the rest of the team, the rest of the team had pretty much left right after I came. So I felt kind of like, oh, I must be a leper or something. But then I found out, no, that wasn't the case. Working with it a little bit more, we had, so it ended up being with just Sarah and I. Sarah was the CEO and I was the COO and we are, we formed a corporation. And with corporation, there are laws and things like bylaws and contracts and all that. And well, we had looked at about Oh my goodness. The last count I had, we had over 70 properties that we'd looked at. We had intent, letters of intent put into over 10 because throughout the 70, there were only 10 that met any of the guidelines. And then we would find out that, oh, well, they didn't meet one of the guidelines. They're owned by still by the bank or the wife of the owner doesn't want to rent to a marijuana establishment or, you know, something along those lines. There was always some little cog in the wheel. And the whole time this was happening, our head of the company was just broadcasting it everywhere. We've got a spot. We're going to be here. We're going to open on this date. And it very just excited. kept falling. Very, very, very excited. And it was like, okay, we need to tone down that excitement and actually work on getting the stuff done that we need to do before we go ahead and, you know, express it to everybody in the world. Because people were getting excited about the places that we were going to open and then they would fall through. So people very quickly stopped listening <laughs> and, and they stopped listening to pretty much any message that we sent out. And so at that point in time, um, there was a lot of internal, internal shuffling and internal issues that were going on. Stress, starting a business. Very much a big amount of stress. And, and then I had personal things that were going on and I had to leave state. And at this time, also the campaign out here was going on at the same time. So the kind of implosion of MGs happening of our retail plans and um, what's going on with that. I mean, at this time, we've got a investor that's going to be bringing in $250,000. That's our big investor. And then we've got multiple smaller investors at this time. And it just, it kind of imploded. I, I believe a lot of it had to do with having to call in, just locking down the information that was being broadcast. Me. I had to lock down the information that was being broadcast by the CEO. And I had to do that through our board and through votes and doing it the, you know, the corporate way. You're, you're running a corporation. You need to do it by the steps. And um, that's something that a lot of people uh, fail at doing. And that's a huge problem with failing as a corporation is you're not following your steps and you're not doing the, you know, the crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Those are super important things. Following the legal path. Yes, it's super important. And that's when it just, I had to leave for Colorado. I was doing the campaign because that had started up. We can talk about that later. Um, and then I get a call and 
that said that uh, Sarah was leaving the company. And this was after we, she had already been voted out as CEO and then reinstated to, you know, with parameters. Unfortunately, she was not able to work within those parameters and left Midnight Greenery. And so I took a break for a little while and my mission was still, how do I get this information out to the masses? How do I get the information that was denied me for so long out to the world? So that's, I took a little bit of a break for a little while and worked on the campaign and we just knocked that one out of the park. And then I, (laughs) it was amazing. You guys too. And then that's when the idea of YouTube and videos and getting it out there to as many people as we can without having to worry about seeking big investment and getting a store up and running. Because that was never my, my goal. My goal was always get the information out there. We can do this by opening up a store or now we can do this by just doing a um, – handler's permit course and sending out informational videos and sending out industry videos and community videos and information out there to the masses. You know, you're doing it every, every week. Education has definitely seemed to be in a pinnacle of what you're trying to do and it comes through. Yep. Always. And the information is there and so many people don't have it. And if we're not going to give it to them, who is? As this show is taking form you just need a place to be tina or is something else being created now through the looking glass are, are you a character on there or, or or is that tina that we're seeing that's me that's, that's me yeah. i'm just i'm goofy i'm dorky i do stupid things. I say stupid things. And that's why I go live because it's like, I, I'm one of those people. I can't. Okay. So I can be very serious and I can be, but that's just me. But on my every, on my everyday average, just sitting around, I am dorky. I, I'm, I'm inappropriate. I am. I just, yeah, I, that's me on through the looking glass. Now, um, we do pot topics and that's that's not a live video that's me just sending out news and that's that's still me that's been more of a maybe over the last month yeah and, and how's that been received I, I saw the first one how many have you had out four then? just actually we've only had two out so far because it's finding the uh time to and the um help to get those videos out because i have to you know do the editing and you know how that is (laughs) no it's the one person show something always fails i'm finding Mm -hmm. out as as i'm becoming my own marketer this week i found i found myself with no guest for today and (laughs) here we are i as as we're doing all this political shows going through and i'm running around trying to meet with my sponsors and and get those things done and and I think I have someone set up, but no, it's next week. And whoa, who am I going to call? Let's call Tina. <laughs> Let's get that going. And thank you as, as an aside for coming on so quick, just to, to invite you on and just like, bam, on. Dude, to, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. And to, to put out 
put out a show every week. Was that your intent when you started? Were you like, I'm going to put out a show every week and try to do it as a, as a real thing? Or do I, I just need a voice right now? What, what was the, what was the intent from the beginning? The intent from the beginning was I wasn't going to be a host. I was just going to be in the background. Wow. I was going to be the producer and behind the scenes. And in the first, if you ever get on YouTube and look at the first couple episodes, oh, they're will. not me. And you can hear my voice because it's it was intended to have interaction with production, but in front of the camera was not going to be me. I don't remember who was in front. I had to have missed those then because I always think of you as being on the front of the camera. I'm going back. I'm going to go check it. <laughs> in the very, very, very beginning. Yeah, we had uh, Kanakami was on there the very first. Yes, and I do remember her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And she was on there with a Peruvian princess, um, the very first one. And, I know um, her, but I, don't, I know her just through being being another influencer, but not, I've never talked to her about her, but that's, no, I'm going to go back and watch that. That's got to be a great show. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so funny because that is actually filmed with my iPad and it is propped up on a stepladder. It's, it was, it was amazing. It's really easy to get started, isn't it? If you have yeah. an idea and a voice and the passion it's really easy to get started. But it was meant as a fun, it was going to be, you know, just fun information with some really cool chicks who were going to, you know, share some information while they got high with you. And I didn't know where it was going to go. And I didn't know if it was, it was just an experiment. Let's see how this works. Let's see if this is even feasible. And because that's how I work. I usually start an experiment, see if it has if it's has room to grow and and then move from there if i don't jump on it right when i think about it it's not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen they were over one day and we were talking i was like hey you want to do this i'm thinking about doing this you want to do this with me they're like yeah we can do that and i was like all right be here saturday and bam it happened that has been a thought that's been running through my mind for the last month two months this idea of seeing an opportunity and jumping on it. There's so many opportunities where we look at it and we think I should go over and say hi to that person. I should go pick up that bag for that person. I should um, push this aside, move this cart over anything. And we don't. Right. I, sh I should press record and share my story. And we don't. And right. that is the difference between you and so many people that you do see those moments and you you grab it like talking to a guest recently alaskan red that idea of if someone even shuts the door he's getting through the window he sees mm -hmm. that opportunity and he's going to grab it and take it mm -hmm. and so many people just talk about it and then five years down the road they talk about oh i had that idea oh i i thought about that 10 years ago or but they're ha huh, i guess there do are still it. a lot Yes, just do it. And, and just you know. do it. <laughs> Moving Free Farms has been committed to teaching youngsters to the young at heart English and Western horseback riding for 25 years. Located just behind the university, they teach year-round in either the indoor heated arena in the winter or outside in the summer. Give them a jingle at 907-378-0103 to schedule a convenient time. Moving Free Farms. Let's ride some horses. 
you're coming up on how many shows do you have now? Oh my, eighty. Eighty shows, so a hundred yeah. is coming. A hundred is always a a benchmark, I feel. So, do you have something big planned for it in your mind? Do you have anything? Oh my god, I don't know. I'm just like I'm so blown away that we're like. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this close to 100. You are like, like what? You're at 112? Tonight, you'll be 116. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yes. What did you do for your 100 show? I didn't see or I didn't invited, hear so Invited my wife. She came on for the first time. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah, she came on for episode 100 and we talked. It was a It was a good conversation because it was... It was one that's been coming for a long time. The she's not a consumer, and I'm a consumer, and I've caused many issues in our life because of that. Right. It was a, it was a good conversation. She got to have some things out. I got to feel some pain <laughs> from her, and it was it was um it was good. It was I really enjoyed having her on. Nice. And she was just on last week too. Once she came on, she was she's she's always asking. So how how are the numbers? How many people listen to us? So it's it's fun. That's amazing. That's amazing. I have to go listen to those. Those are, I'm I'm, yeah. I am totally interested to hear what she has to say because I too, my husband doesn't consume. And there has been some. I I joked earlier about um, my office. My office is my oversized two car garage that was his domain and i have taken it over as my office now so it's a production area with multiple sets built in it and my desk and production area and all this stuff and he just he's finally now just kind of like all right i've given it up let's make it happen (laughs) encroachment (laughs) yeah there's absolutely i feel so bad and i would love to have him on the show for 100 i've thought about it but he he can't he's forbidden forbidden forbidden. to be on a show he's forbidden to have anything to do with anything he can't if i put together a a gathering any kind of event he can't come he's military and he has been 86 from doing anything that has anything to do with cannabis even if there's no consumption happening wow he can't go into a, ca- a convention. He can't. He can't be on my show because it's even if he's not consuming, he can't do it, and it's really, it's frustrating. But and he's close to my, retirement, so there's no reason to be pushing things at this point, right? I mean, it, soon he'll be able to come yeah, on whenever no. he wants. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to push that because he's. I mean, this has been his career for 20 plus years. I'm not going to put that in jeopardy. <laughs> That's his baby. He's like, nope. If, if he is super supportive of me and what I do because he's seen the difference between cannabis Tina and opioid Tina. Hmm. So that has been his biggest. Yeah, I'm not going to mess with that on her. So it's a huge difference. And he's very supportive. What episode did you say you're on? I am on. OK, so I think my next episode is episode 80. You'll be close to 420 for your 100th episode. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's close. It's close in there. It might end up being exactly perfect, which would be very sweet for you. Oh, that would be awesome. Because you're looking, yeah. you got another, what, 20 episodes and we're, you know, we're like 18 weeks out from 420 or something like that. Yeah. But, that would so, be. Let's see. Oh, God. Were you saying something? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, my brain is like now planning all this lovely, exciting stuff for 420. I mean... I already want to, there's already 
plan for 420. There's the uh, festival that's down here, the Spring Fling, that they have at the golf course every year down here. That's pretty phenomenal. You should try and make your way down here for 420 if you can. Sounds good. <laughs> I just got you right in the middle of that, huh? <laughs> yeah. I try to catch those moments. <coughs> I know I was, I was hitting pause or like mute earlier when I ask a good question and go here, Tina, take it away. Let me take it. <laughs> I hear that. What's the, that's been, and one of the things about your show, you are fully consuming on your show all the time in a time when that was a little bit taboo. I mean, there were completely goofball, wildball people doing it and getting thrown off and they weren't representative of a, Mm. positive ambassadors to the industry where you are and you were still consuming on live and no one was running out and jumping out the window. <laughs> you made it. Did you get kicked off ever? Nope. Well, awesome. wait, we did get kicked off of YouTube. No we way. Got a, yeah, we got a, a 90 day ban because we were doing a, on location live and we were doing a test to make sure that we had the the signals that we needed and so we had our hold screen up and it was up for two minutes because we were making sure that the numbers were being solid and we were able to broadcast and they thought that they flagged us as trying to um, divert traffic off of YouTube so they flagged us for 90 days and when I tried to you know I tried to appeal it and I, I tried to appeal it like four times and they, they're like, nope, not going to happen. You're not going live for 90 days. So we just went right back to the Facebook live platform and that's where we continue to go live. And then we just, the next day on Sunday, we go ahead and upload it onto YouTube. So it's accessible through Facebook or YouTube. And very soon, um, I'm looking at going to SoundCloud also. Nice. Because I've been told multiple times I need to get this up in a podcast format because we're doing it anyway. I mean, we wouldn't have to right. do anything more. We just send the signal to it. So it sounds super easy. Let's do it. It is. Yes, definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then welcome to calling yourself a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Because now it, that's another thing. I don't know how to, what is the name of what we do. And so I've just called, I've started calling it an internet show. Because, yeah. I mean, it's I, – I don't know what to call it because we're not technically a podcast because we have – or visual. And um, It is entertainment, Tina. Entertainment. Yeah. So it's just an internet Edu show. Edutainment, right? Edutainment? Education yeah. entertainment? <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Edutainment. I like that. <laughs> we'll coin mm. that one. <laughs> what was the first piece of equipment that you – like you talked about having an iPad on a ladder. What was the first piece of equipment that you bought and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get this in the mail and it shows up and you hook it all up for your show? Oh, well, the camera was, it's just a webcam, so I wasn't all that super excited. I think it was the mics um, yeah. because we were using, <laughs> it's super cute. You'll be able to see it in um, some of the older episodes, but we were using a mic that was covered with a sock with um, emojis on it, emoji faces. <laughs> Super cute. Beautiful. But when we got the, because we were always having a problem with sound, and you know as well as I do, you can have um, static but in, in visual, but if there's not 
if there's good sound, people will stay just to right. hear it. But if they're, they can look at something and if the sound is bad, it's gone. They're, they're leaving. So getting the sound quality better was a huge thing for us. So getting our mics in was, that was a big thing. And they're not high end mics, but because we're still, you know, I'm putting this out of my um, own, uh, my own bank account, but they're Bluetooth, you know, and so they're actual for us to be able to hear and uh, for you guys to be able to hear. And that was a huge thing for me. You had to have thought about sponsors, right? You have one, the uh, Dab Shack. Or what's it called? Uh, well, the Shack. The Shack, now, yes. Do, are they a sponsor or they seem to give, you guys have giveaways with them? or? Well, see, they have been a very, they were a, um, a contracted sponsor for the Hemp Fest when we did our Hemp Fest event because we had a tent there and we did live from Hempfest, but they have been a very, they just gave us really great deals on all of the giveaway stuff. So, and they give us free stuff all the time, but they were, they're not a um, contracted sponsor. Mm-hmm. They're just amazing people who are just amazing people who want to help and, you know, give us really great prices and breaks and they're, they're just great. It's called the Shack, and they're on Herning in Wasilla. <laughs> Do you have any sponsors right now besides besides them? I mean, so we have a patron page, a patronage page, um, and it's through Patreon. A, yeah, the Patreon. What's and the link? Thank to that? you. It's Midnight Greenery. All right, patreoncom slash Greenery. I guess that's what it is, or something. Yes, we'll find it. I'll, I'll get a link out there for you. And then uh, I've built a pitch deck for sponsors for actual. N- no shit sponsors for having commercials at the end of our lives and at the end of our um, pot topics and our other shows that are going to be starting up after the first of the year, just having little, like if they have product, we can feature their product. I have a whole package built. I just have not um, released it yet. Right, so, just got to do it, Tina. Just got to do it. I know I got to just, Okay, so here's my problem is, yes, when it comes to actions of things like starting shows and things that are um, creative, I jump on that super quick. But I fight with anxiety constantly. And that was one of the things that cannabis has been a huge, there's no way I could have done what I do now in four years ago, five years ago, there was no way I would get in front of a camera, none at all. There was no way I could get up in front of a board and speak about the things that need to be said. It would be somebody else has to do it because I would I was too scared. Even now, after this many years of doing it, you still I can hear when I get up there, I can hear my voice warble hmm. because I am I'm fighting serious anxieties and yeah, I can't you know yourself. You know your you know your soul, you know. Yeah. And I can't medicate before getting up in front of a board because it's not, I mean, I need them to see me on their level. Does that make sense? Yes. And I I have a different thought on that, but mine would be to have them see you on the level of being, having consumed and still being able to maintain that professionalism or not, you know, not, not flaunt it, but. I think I'm just mostly consumed anyway all the time. So that's just, I, I'm used to the land. Well, um, they do see it because they have watched the show. Um, <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> I do know that. 
Okay, so being married to a military cop is, I, I know how, I mean, I've been immersed in it for like 20 years now. And when you are presented with somebody on a board like that, and if they see any type of people like Malark, and he's no longer there anymore, so some things change. But um, when they see any signs of any type of intoxicant or anything like me just even having red eyes, any type of, you know, uh, sign, anything I say from that point is hitting a brick wall. Tainted. And these are things, yes. And so it it's not computing. It's, oh, yeah, well, whatever. She's high. So what she has to say doesn't matter anyway. And this is just from experience. This is just well living said. Living in that realm for as long as I have, I know how, what the challenges are presented. Thank you, Good Cannabis, for your fine strains. Make sure you check out Durban Poison. This thing is coming in at 24% THC, five terps, five terps. Another thing I can really appreciate about Good, have you noticed their specials? They're not doing the low-end THC on special. All strains are on special. You gotta like that. Any strain you want. It's not just the lowball trying to get rid of their stuff. I like this method. Get on down there. Durban Poison, Bio Jesus. Ooh, good cannabis. And Far North Tokers would like to thank Good Cannabis for sponsoring the podcast. Friday and Saturday, 10 to 11. Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 10. 356 Old Steese Highway, Fairbanks, Alaska. 907-452-5463. Good Cannabis. Here's Token. Being the artist, you were talking about it's doing the show and just jumping in and then getting to a point where you're going, wow, I'm, I'm doing this every week. And there's there's a point where being compensated for it comes into your mind. In the beginning, was there thoughts of making money from your show? From the show, no. And that's where the school came in. That's where the um, yeah, handler's course ahead. came in. Let's talk about that. Um, that was going to be the source of income because it's the handler's course. You know, you everyone who's in the industry has to have one. And it would, you know, it costs money to take it. And that would be the source of income enough to keep us going. And to do well, your art. To have fun yes. doing your show and educating people. Yes. To doing what my heart wanted to do. You know, and, and that's having fun while spreading news. Because for me, if it's work, <sighs> I get bored. The only thing that's kept, I mean, and believe me, in the last four years, I've recognized that, oh, my God, this is so much work. But, <laughs> but it's still, I'm learning something new every day. And as somebody who is continuously, I have to learn. I have to absorb. If I don't absorb something new, I get bored out of my mind, and then I'm unhappy. 
and then I'm depressed and then I'm, you know, just, it's not a good thing. So I'm constantly seeking knowledge. That's why I was, you know, my former career as a stay at home mom, I was reading, I was going through a book a day and I got put on a, okay, you're on a budget. I probably spent more on my book budget than I do on my business budget. Um, and it's, this business and this um, industry and everything about cannabis, there's so much to learn. There's <laughs> just so much yes. to learn. And it's exciting and it's affecting it's all new. me With all the new policy and the regulations and we're having an ability to create a whole new industry. That's what I'm loving about it, seeing it all just yes. and just creating. Creation is happening. You have a show that people... <laughs> Tune into and watch that they look forward to. Like people are missing that they did not see you yesterday. Isn't that a beautiful? I love thing? that. I love that so much. I I love that so much. I never thought that that would be something that would you know. I just thought everyone would. You know, it'd be like, oh, somebody caught it here. Or somebody got. If one person got a little bit of news, great. You know, if if one person caught something new, great. But now we've got. I feel like they're my friends because I get to see them, even though I don't get to see their faces. Because we have the way our set is, is we have what you guys see. And then behind the camera, we have a big screen that has our live um, feed. So we get to see what people are saying as they're saying it. And when I see those faces that pop up every week, it's like, yes, they're here and I get to see them and I get to say hi. And it, it feels good. It's not scary. I mean, every now and then I'll see somebody new that pops in and go, oh, okay, well, just you're good. You're, you're, you're surrounded by your, your circle. I'm surrounded by my circle and I love them so much. And uh, yeah, when I miss a week, it, it sucks. And I've missed two and it's like, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> that, that's but, a, a difference between when you start getting paid for something, when yeah. your art becomes a job, sometimes it becomes less fun. And that's why you get, they always say, you got to do what you love, right? And yeah. Wow. To yeah. be an artist and get paid to be an artist. What a joy. What a joy. Even if it's hardly nothing. But there aren't really many rich artists, are there? No, there really aren't. Not unless you're in Hollywood movies. And I just want to, you know, I just want to be able to continue to do what we're doing. I want to be able to pay the light bill and pay the internet bill so we can keep putting out the um, the information. And people keep coming. That's the thing that I love so much is we've had, I mean, like I've seen some of your guests and that's flipping, I mean, I cannot wait to get Bruce Schulte on. I one day I want him on here because I want to hear the beginning stories of the MCB. Um, mm. And had I was you having, about that one too. I was surprised. Wow, I was really that was amazing. Good job, dude. <laughs> like yes, we just got to ask. You know, I think I think that's what it is a lot. And there's yeah. been, there's some exciting things coming from both of us. Just that. A lot of people want to be involved in what we're both doing, and we just don't know that. Right? Yes. <laughs> in, invite. There's, there's going to there's gonna be some serious. Not that my guests have not been serious, but it is. It's it's a beautiful thing, this, this opportunity to create, and when you just ask someone to come on. And I see a lot of – we do share a lot of the same guests, the people that show up on Facebook and influence yeah. cannabis. Yeah, I I love it. I love seeing the same guests. We have a we have a different presentation of of what happens. Mine 
audio and you've got that visual thing, yours is, it feels like you could reach out and grab a bowl from you guys. I love oh, that awesome. feeling of your show. You know, you're, you're sitting there. It just feels like you're sitting in the circle, the way the camera's set up and want to pass my bowl to That's you guys. Awesome. Here, check this out. It's, it's a beautiful setup. I, I, it feels like I'm in the circle sitting with you guys. And sometimes I manage to get that with certain guests I have and some of them are more serious and we go a different direction. But yeah, that, I love that about your show. It feels like you're part of the circle. Very cool. That's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we want. What I love about your show is, so normally when I listen to your show, it's when I'm like my most relaxed, when I need to just relax. Because there's something about your voice that's very relaxing to where I can close everything else off because my mind goes a thousand miles a minute. And being able to hear your voice in my ears and just close everything else off and get immersed in what you're doing and who you're talking to. That's amazing. Hmm. And talk about an influencer. I mean, seriously, dude, when you asked me to be part of your show, I was like, yes, you got like, come on now, second place in the best news, cannabis news in the state. That's something. That that really felt good. That did feel good to you. I heard, yeah. I wish I was down there to, to hear it, but I, I, friends called me and told me that my name was mentioned down there and I was like, wow, that's pr- pretty cool thing. Just yeah. starting creating something and yeah, just, yeah, thanks. Thanks for reminding Yeah, me. your news is, your news is out there and your word is out there and people know who you are and they know that you've got the same, you know, you want the news out there. You want the info out there and that's, that's commendable. I love it. I love it. <laughs> What's it like being a guest today? Normally, you're you're sitting on the other side where you have not necessarily full control because you're talking to someone and you're part of that circle, but you're controlling who's being on the show and you know what's coming. You had no idea what's coming today, pretty much. You just get coming on with Mid Toker and see what he has to say. Well, I've listened to your show a few times, and so I know the format, and I knew that it was a lot like mine. It's like, okay, we're just going to talk about what comes up. <laughs> So I wasn't scared, but I was, it is a little bit different being on this side, being the one who's answering the questions, but I talk a lot during my show too. So, you know, (laughs) my guests know a lot about me too, because I I spend a lot of time talking. I just talk and talk and talk. (laughs) What's the future of Through the Looking Glass? Oh, well, the future right now is we're going to continue doing what we're doing, bringing on some really great guests. And hopefully someday we will have the sponsorship available to be able to move into a legit MG building. We're going to be putting out some more of the pot topics. And then we've got a couple other little things that will be showing up at the beginning of the year. I'm looking at starting a show for the younger demographic with younger people in front of the camera who are, you know, interested and um, showing what's going on, you know, because we we focus a lot on news and the people of the industry and the community policies. Yeah. And policies and things like that. Um, We need something out there to talk about just what is out there, you know, like what kind of strains are out there, the new strains that are out, the new stores that are out, the new wonderful gadgets that are out, because there's a lot of people still, I mean, here in Alaska, we think, oh, yeah, we're old hats at this. We 
this is all you know old stuff new stuff's coming up oh wow that's new diamonds oh wow that's cool um it's all old hat now but there are still people down in the lower 48 who have no idea what the hell a dab is Hmm. i'm just starting to dabble myself yeah and so having that kind of information that's going out to the lower 48 and up here because I mean, seriously, we've got states that are coming on board every election cycle. So um, getting information out there to them that's in a safe environment with people who actually have already been there is key. Right. Do you have any far out listeners? Do you have do you know any of your like is someone listening from Japan or something? Or? We've had um, we've had some that were in Europe. I there. I don't know that they're every week, but the demographics show up as, you know, there are some out in Europe and we had, oh, there was uh, South America and I think we reached Ireland. So that was pretty freaking cool. Yeah. You have a different platform in seeing guests that are showing up. You, you, you know, a lot, not the guests, but the people that appear in your, in your chat feed, your, yeah. your Facebook feed. And I don't know a lot of the times who's listened to my show. Like I see a number right. and I, it doesn't show up the same way unless you're registered in SoundCloud. A lot of people just listen to it, you know, not register user nine, five, six, two, six, three, six. But that, you're getting, mm, yeah. It's, the party it's coming, awesome. huh? Through the looking yeah. glass party. Yeah. It's super awesome. Oh yeah. And then through the looking glass, uh, you know, um, 420 something's gonna happen i don't we may be doing it live from a festival i don't know i don't know yet it's still in the in the works but yeah we're gonna keep going with uh through the looking glass and bringing on amazing guests because there are still multiple amazing guests out there and the ones that have come on they still have so much more to say so we'll have Mm, definitely people who keep coming back and sharing more and more of what they've got going on and i'm it's so Oh my God, it's so much. There's so much. It's so exciting. It is. And it's just so, so fun being part of the wave. Like right now, I've got somebody who was linked with the AMCO office for a really long time, um, looking at coming on sh- uh, the show. And I'm super excited about that too. It's whew, information. Yes, you, you gain some <laughs> respect in different spheres when those kind of people come on your show, when, when they're willing to come on and they're just like, yeah, sure, I'll come on. Yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. I'm excited. What would you think if I sang now being a patron of Far North Tokers comes with extra bonus of discounts at participating sponsors. Chena Cannabis, the North Bowl Refinery, Moving Free Farms, Dab Lab AK. Thank you, sponsor, for extending these benefits to our patrons. Like our newest patron, Rhonda Howard, Sarah Grover, Virgie Walter, and Josiah Lockery. Can't forget our longtime supporters. Marilyn Berglund, Carrie Mullis, Peggy Peters, Aaron Worthy, Ramlin Major. Here's to What do I do when my love is Tell us one more time about your handlers course because I know there are a lot of people. The industry um, started you know right now three years ago. So I got my card coming up here in the spring and it's gonna run out. You're, there's going to be a lot of people who need to get their card again, right? Right. So, so how do we find you? I am AK Canna Ed. You can find that on the Alaska.gov page on the AMCO site. 
if you go under the, they've got a list of different um, places you can go on the AMCO site to go look at. And if you go to the handler's course, I am down at the very bottom because I'm the only one who does the in-person courses. I don't have a online course currently. I think that there's a lot more to be said about the face-to-face because there's a lot of questions and answers that can be had when you do an in-person course. The thing is, though, I don't have a schedule. I am on demand, so I can travel anywhere in the state. If there is a Say there's a retail store in Sidka that needs me to come down and re, you know, recertify all of their um, bud tenders. I can come down, give my standard course, but since it's a retail establishment, I can really focus on those retail regs that they really need to, to focus on. I mean, they need to know everything that is required in the course, but they don't need to focus long term on testing requirements you know they they know what they need to have required but they don't need to know the steps that testing regulations as much as they really need to pay attention to what is required from everyone and what is really required from the re- the retail establishment because those workers one are the ambassador to the public and they are also responsible for the licensee's license If they mess up, that's an NOV or even a possible revocation. And no one wants that. So, and the in-person courses, I think the love of those is that they, I can do those focuses and I can also do a lot of question answering that you don't get with the in-person courses. So the way that works is if you have five to 15 people who need a course put together, um, you call me and we work out the details on where I need to be and the uh, venue to have it done and we make it happen. And what better way to have it being taught by a celebrity? (laughs) (laughs) Sit there the whole time with your mouth open. Oh, there's Tina. And, (laughs) and And there's something to say about it being taught by someone who's been there from the beginning. You've been an active participant. You've been, uh, have you missed Mm -hmm. a meeting? You had to have missed a meeting, right? Not, no. No, No. never? I mean, the ones I've missed in person, I've been there on the phone. Wow, you need a gold star. Even when I was in ICU, I was on the phone listening in, taking notes. You need an award of some sort. Is there any, there's probably, there's probably not many people that can say that to all of them, you know, even the people on the board. (laughs) No, I think I'm not the only one. I I know I'm not the only one. I know that there are people who are just as dedicated to this industry as I am. I am not the only one. No, thank you for doing that because I, I, I definitely, after the meetings, tune in to see what you're saying about them. I've lost track since I'm not actively involved in regulations and writing applications anymore it's i still want to see what's going on and you're the person i turn into tune into for it and one of the things with the handler classes i took kim coles that's who i took in the beginning Mm -hmm. and hers she's a teacher and i learned some things in taking that class it was a Mm -hmm. there was a lot of questions on that test 
and then I get back mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I scored this on it and I'm talking to my buddy and he was like, what? And mine only had like 30 questions. I'm like, what? And he was like, his mine was easy as anything. So there's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there seeking the easy road. And that's not it, mine. And I, I'm getting ready to say that you're going to learn through taking your class. And that's, that's what you want. You, you do not want the easy way, the easy road just to get the checkbox. Cause this no. is, this is your license that you're talking about. Your, your ability to work in the canna industry. Yeah. And so and- I, I would highly recommend AK canna ed for any of your relicensing, relicensing, I'm <laughs> toke. Relicensing needs. There you go. Nice. I love that because somebody's always um, spitting out my words for me because I'm always tripping over my my own tongue. (laughs) Uh, Do your kids do that to you? My kids do that to me. That really gets to me. I don't like that one. (laughs) Uh, You know what I meant. (laughs) I've said those words more than once. (laughs) That's funny. But yes, they do often. All right, Tina, anything else that you want to share with us on the, before we get out of here, I, I really wanted to focus today just on your story and not so much of what you can offer us to the show. And, you know, I don't want to take, I'm definitely going to call you later and take advantage of all of your knowledge and expertise about the meetings and things. But today was, we want to know about you. We want to know about Tina. If you like what we're doing, go check out the patronage page. It's super easy. It's like $1 to, I think, $50 a month that can be pledged that helps us keep the the knowledge going out there to everyone and um, keeping the lights on kind of thing because it's becoming a very expensive habit or not ha- <laughs> very expensive hobby. <laughs> and I'll thank my patrons right now too. It For someone to spend time and click that button and give you their money yes. for a free show that they're already getting for free. Yeah. And they're saying, here you go. You know, I, I appreciate your art and um, keep it up. That is uh, what a beautiful thing Patreon is that gives us that that love coming from our fans. I lost her. I totally missed it. I am so sorry. You were talking about the patrons and my phone and another call came through. And for some reason it, it, no, I that's was like, cool. Oh shit. No, at least, but no, what, what I was just what saying, is they've taken time to give us their, their funds that they work for to share mm-hmm. back with us to say, thank you. I appreciate your art and yes. just, just keep it, keep doing it. There's nothing, yes. about, they have no control over us. They don't tell us, hey, I don't like you doing it this way. I want it to be an hour. Put more commercials in, drop this part out. Mm-hmm. They're saying here, here you go. I really appreciate what you're doing. Keep on keeping on. And I so, I, there's, I can't even explain the joy that comes through when I see a, a patron come on and the ones that have, they stay through and man. Mm-hmm. Such a token that brings such life to artists that what we do yeah. and even yeah. a like, a like, a share, any, any of those small things that mean so much to us content producers. Yeah, it, it does. Cause it gives us a, a, a hint that we're actually doing something that is 
being received well, that it's that people want to see or that people need to see. And that is a huge thing because if I'm putting out garbage that nobody needs to know, I, I need to know that too. And having that feedback from those people and, and in a way that is just like, thank you. Thank you so much. You're giving me a dollar. Even if that is, that is a dollar that you earned and you're giving it to me and to keep doing this. Thank you. (laughs) It, it, yeah, it makes me keep going on those days that it's so hard to get up and to, to put out any kind of effort because I'm just struggling. And I think about those people who believe in what I'm doing enough to show me in a dollar. That's what keeps me going. And I know that sounds monetary, but it's, it's it's free to listen to but it's not free to create exactly exactly and it's it just shows that there's somebody out there appreciating it enough to want me to keep doing it yeah well thank you so much tina for coming on i this has been a long time coming i will meet again and i guess next time um hopefully i can come on your show i hope so i've been waiting for that You let oh, me know. I know. I think a lot of people. Ready. Yeah, it, it's soon, soon as you're ready. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, Tina. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a. You finishing off your J? Just relight a J or something. I'm gonna finish I, off. Yeah, with, I'm just toke here just, and I'll say goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a great, uh, been a great hour and 15 minutes. That's awesome. We flew by. <laughs> it does. It, it's that's cannabis is is a campfire it allows Mm -hmm. people to have conversations that they normally wouldn't with people they normally wouldn't it's why saturdays are my favorite days (sighs) saturdays are my absolute favorite tell everyone again before we leave i'm going to toke and you can tell everyone when your show is through the looking glass and how to find your handler scores so we are midnight greenery on facebook and you can find the through the looking glass internet show on the Midnight Greenery Facebook at 4.20 Alaska time on um, Saturdays. And we have new guests every week. And whether they're in the industry or the community or regulatory, they're bringing information to everybody out there. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes we have it's live, so you never know what's going to happen. And that's one of the best parts of it. Yeah. And then the AK Canna Ed is a... I like to call it a traveling handlers course. You can find that on the alaska.gov webpage. And uh, that is the link on my phone numbers there and in um, email and all that lovely stuff. So um, get a hold of me through that and uh, let's talk. Get some people with their handlers permit new and re-upped and ready to go and make some lovely green things happen. Thank you so much for coming on, Tina. Uh, we will do it again, and I look forward to talking in person with you. I can't wait. I can't wait to have a revisit of that. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like I want to hug you right now, but uh, I, know we I can't. Do. All right, <laughs> we'll here's hugs hug. across the internet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, love you, Tina. Take care. Love you, too. Later. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook. 
Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. And now, Patreon. Help support the show financially at patreon.com slash midtoker. Here's Token. That's a beautiful thing about not being live. Just cut all this stuff out and make it all fit together. (laughs) Right? Love that.